guys want to do some baby dedications? Good. This is going to be really, really fun. I want you to open up your Bibles to Luke 18. I'm going to talk out of it for like two minutes. And families who are dedicating your little kiddos, come on up and line up across the front behind me while I'm sharing this. Bring your kids. Uh, You can bring your other kids if you want, or if it's more sane to leave them with family and friends in the seats, feel free to do that. Y'all can just line up behind me. And if you are somebody who wants to take pictures or videos of this, uh, you can come up to the front of the room once I'm done because uh, we're trying to capture some video and stuff, but you'll, yours will probably be a little more personal, and we're all for that. So open up to Luke 18. Can, we, can you guys focus while they're lining up? Can we do it? I want to talk a little bit about why in the world we do this. Luke 18, there's a story about Jesus in verse uh, 15. It says, now they, meaning people that were hearing Jesus uh, preach, hearing about Jesus, watching Jesus do things, they were watching Jesus, they got a taste of Jesus, and one of their responses was in verse, Luke, or verse 15 of Luke 18, now they were bringing even infants to him that he might touch them. Because the parents realized that a touch from Jesus can change everything. And we believe that for these kids, what they need more than anything on the planet is a touch from Jesus. They don't need religion. They don't need church. And they do need good parenting. Can I scoot down a little bit here? They need good parenting. They need good friends and all of these sorts of things. But even what they don't get, Jesus can give them with just a touch. And so these parents this morning, that's what they're standing up here saying. They're just saying, my kid needs a touch from Jesus. Now and every day for their whole life, my kid needs a touch from Jesus. And when the disciples saw it, they rebuked them because the disciples were like, no, Jesus is doing really important stuff. No time for kids. So he's like, hey, kids, leave us alone. Spiritual things going on. But Jesus, Jesus was like, no, I like the kids, right? So Jesus starts talking to his disciples, which means he's talking to us in this room. And I told these parents that these baby dedications, as, as much as it is about their kids, it's also about them. And as much as it is about them as parents, it's about us as a church. Because Jesus wants to say something to us about these adorable little faces. Well, it's official. Cutest kids in the nation, Antioch, Indianapolis. Okay, so Jesus turns and he says, but Jesus called to him, called to the disciples, called to us. So Jesus is talking to you and he says a few things. He gives some instructions to the community of Jesus followers about his kids. So this is for you. Say it's for me. me. Number one, he says, let the children come to me. So that's what we're committing to as a church, all of us in this room. We're going to say, we are going to let our kids come to Jesus. And a lot of times they're going to be more bold for Jesus than you, because I know from experience it's true. And instead of, no, 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 we don't do that. No, no, no. We're going to let the children come to Jesus. We're going to encourage our kids to go to Jesus. We're not going to hold them back from Jesus. So as a community, we're going to let them come. Let the children come to me and do not hinder them. Number two, do not hinder them. So we are not going to hinder them in coming to Jesus. We're not going to try to throw religion on their back and keep them away from Jesus. We're not going to try to throw more shame or condemnation on them. We're going to encourage them in who God's called them to be. We're not just going to talk about what they aren't. We're going to celebrate who they are by the blood of Jesus. Amen? So we're going to let them come, and we're committing not to hinder them because they're cute. (laughs) It's awesome, and God loves them so much. 
And then he says this, for, for to such belongs the kingdom of God. Truly I say to you, whoever does not receive the kingdom of God like a child shall not enter it. Jesus flips the script on his disciples who thought they had it all going on. And he says, number one, let them come. Number two, don't hinder them. Don't hinder them. And number three, watch them. Let them come. Don't hinder them and watch them. Watch them. These little peanuts. Watch them. Watch how they live their life. Watch how they come to Jesus. Watch how they come unhindered. Watch how they live free. Watch how they live full of joy. Watch how they live their lives because to them belongs the kingdom of God. Don't just let them come because I said so. Don't not hinder them just because it's nice, but watch them because you need them. You need them. They're showing you who Jesus is. They're showing us who Jesus is and how to step into the kingdom of God. So today, as we pray for them, as we bring them up here, this is a, it's, a, it's a dedication on, on the parent side saying, you know, the parents right up here, they're committing to let their children come and committing to raise them in godliness, right? They're committing to raise them in godliness, and we as a church are committing to watch them and not hinder them and be behind them and not get annoyed when they shout and make noise because it's whatever. It's whatever. So we're going to watch them, we're going to believe in them, and we're going to pray for them. So, parents, I just want you to simply say, I do, if you respond to this, I commit to raise my child in godliness. I do. Awesome. Now, church, I want you to say you do if you commit to let them come to Jesus, to not hinder them, and to watch them as they bring the kingdom of God. Go ahead and say, I do, if you want to commit to that. Well, good. So now every time you see them around church, every time you serve in Antioch, kids, I want you to remember this time that you're part of the process for them encountering Jesus so we all get to do it together. Amen? Awesome. So I want to, uh, we're going to pray for them and just bless them. So this is going to be crazy. Y'all step up like two steps. Awesome. And if you, uh, some of the family and friends maybe of, of these people can come up and lay hands on them. We're going to pray for them real quick. So if you want to come up, if you're a family or friend, you can come on up. If you're in their life group, come on. Hey, kids over there, if some of y'all want to come over, you pray powerful prayers. It's okay if it's crazy up there. It's a crazy day. Hopefully none of the kids get terrified of this right here. We'll see. Okay, so once you're up there, just go ahead and put a hand on a shoulder or a child and just start praying over their life. Thank God for their life. Pray that they would know Jesus. They'd be healthy and strong. Pray for their parents. And if some parents out here said, amen, we need prayer too. Pray for their parents that they would have wisdom on how to raise their kids in the kingdom of God. I'm going to wrap us up by, by just reading a blessing over the kids and these parents. Would you just agree with me? Even though you can't see it on the screens or anything, just agree with me. All right, kids, Jesus loves you. He knit you together in your mother's womb. He's called you according to his purposes that you might walk in the good works prepared in advance for you to do. And today we bless you in the powerful name of Jesus. God is good. His faithfulness is great. His mercies are new every morning. He goes before you and he is with you and he goes behind you. The enemy will come to steal, kill, and destroy, but Jesus comes to give life and life abundantly. In this world, you're going to have trouble, but you can take heart because Jesus has overcome the world. 
All of his promises are yes in Jesus. And you will say amen to those promises for the glory of God. We bless you to destroy the works of the devil and bring the kingdom of God. We bless you to seek and save the lost and make disciples of all nations. We bless you to be filled with the Holy Spirit, to walk in his power and bear his fruit. No weapon formed against you will prosper. No bitterness will take root in your hearts. You do not walk in the way of sinners or sit in the seat of scoffers, but you delight in the law of the Lord day and night. Your leaf does not wither. Everything your hand touches will prosper. You are oaks of righteousness, a planting of the Lord that bears fruit in all seasons that he may be glorified. Can we go a little longer? Whatever is true, whatever is honorable, whatever is just, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is commendable, if there's anything excellent, if there's anything worthy of praise, we bless you to think about these things. You are not conformed to the pattern of this world, but you are transformed by the renewing of your mind, that by testing you may discern what is the will of God, what is good, acceptable, and perfect. God is for you. Nothing is impossible for him. He adopts you as sons into his royal family that you may be found in him and that he may be found in you, the hope of glory. Jesus loves you. Jesus likes you. He is anticipating your success. His grace is sufficient for you. His strength is made perfect in your weakness. And we are with you. We love you. We believe in you. And we can't wait to support your lives. We bless you to live pure lives, to love the Lord your God with everything you have, and to love your neighbor as yourself. In Jesus' mighty name, we bless you. And everybody said, amen. Amen, amen, amen. Yes, God. Yeah, uh, parents, we have some Bibles and a certificate for you. The Honorable Stephen Linda Zanaco have them. <laughs> Make sure you grab them before you go or before you leave the service. All right. Oh, I'm not trying to be weird, but does anybody else feel that? Oh, thank you, God. Oh. It's a lot of Bible. Amen. Oh, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Amen. Go, team. That's fun. (laughs) All right. Church, keep having babies because that's cool. Yeah, that's a lot of babies around here. Everybody gave Steve Zanaco a round of applause. That's my dad. Serving as usual. All right, I want you to, in your Bible, turn one page back approximately to Luke 15 as we jump into baptisms this morning. We talked about baptism all last week, so I'm not going to preach a sermon because I did it last week, and it's online if you ever want to hear it. Is anybody here for that? We love baptisms. We believe that it's a big deal. 
that this isn't just an outward sign of an inward belief, but that Romans chapter 6 says that in baptism you're buried with Jesus in his death and you're raised to live in his new life. And it even says these words in Romans 6, just as, just as Jesus was crucified, just as Jesus was raised to life. That's the good news, that this isn't some religion or philosophical thought to make you feel better and just be a better person. God comes in in his grace and he makes you a new person when you can't make yourself new. So that's why we're here to celebrate. I want to read a story in Luke chapter 15 real quick. There's a few verses here. Jesus is telling a story. He would tell these things called parables, where he would use something in the natural world to explain to us a spiritual truth, okay? Because sometimes it's hard to wrap our minds around some things. So Jesus says this in verse 1 of Luke 15, now the tax collectors and sinners were all drawing near to him, and the Pharisees and the scribes grumbled, saying, this man receives sinners and eats with them. The first thing I want to notice in verses 1 and 2 is that there was a little bit of everybody around Jesus, because he welcomes everybody. doesn't matter where you come from. You're welcome in church this morning. Verse 3 says this, So Jesus tells them this parable, What man of you, having a hundred sheep, if he's lost one of them, does not leave the ninety-nine in the open country and go after the one that is lost until he finds it? And when he has found it, he lays it on his shoulders, rejoicing. Somebody said rejoicing. And when he comes home, he calls together his friends and his neighbors, and he says to them, rejoice. Somebody say rejoice. Rejoice, rejoice with me, for I have found my sheep that was lost, just so, there's those words again, just so I tell you, there will be more joy, somebody said joy, joy. oh, in heaven over one sinner who repents than over 99 righteous persons who have no need of repentance. This is Jesus sharing the gospel with us, the good news that we once were lost, but Jesus in his grace he, got, he went and he sought us out until he found us. And he brings us home. He's talking about bringing us home into the presence of God. And Jesus tells us that when he finds one of us, when he finds you, when we do baptisms and celebrate this great grace of God, that there is more rejoicing in heaven over that one person than everybody else just doing the right thing. Because his grace is good. This is good news this morning. So that's what we're going to do. We're going to celebrate a handful of people. They're going to come up here, and they're going to stand right about here, and they're going to take a minute or two or three or see what happens, and they're going to share just a brief version, a brief uh, summary of their story, of where they're coming from, of what it was like when they were lost, and what it was like when Jesus found them, and how he's changed their life. They're just going to do it real quick, and they're going to do that because we want to celebrate with them. Amen? We can celebrate them if we don't know the story, but it's kind of easier to celebrate if we know a little bit of the story. So they're going to bring us into the great story of God chasing them down with his goodness and his love. And then they're going to come on over here, and we're going to help them into this tub of water that may or may not be cold. If it's cold, sorry, you can do it. So they're going to come over here. I'm saying all this because I haven't even told some of, this, this, some of them this. So you're going to come over, you're going to stand over here, and you're going to sit down. And somebody's going to be standing back here, and they're going to ask these people a couple of questions. They're going to say, number one, have you decided to follow Jesus? And that person, presumably so, is going to say, yes. And then the person is going to ask, do you commit to following Jesus every day for the rest of your life? And that person is going to say, yes. Because that's what baptism is. It's a commitment. It's a stepping into a brand new life. It's not just an event on the calendar. It's a marking point 
of being one with Jesus. And then they're going to say, that's great. So I'll baptize you in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. And we're going to baptize them in water and bring them out. And then we're going to pray over them because their life is just beginning. Amen? So when we do that, when they come out of the water, let's not be lame. Like, you know, sports are not nearly as cool as somebody getting reborn in the grace of God to be set free into who God's called them to be for their whole life. The sin of, power of sin broken off of their life. We think it's worth celebrating. So I want to encourage you to go crazy. Whether you know them or not, you can celebrate Jesus. I want you to stand up, clap. And if you know them, right when they come out of the water, we're going to start praying over them. If you're in their life group or if you're friends or family, feel free to hustle on up here and lay hands on them and pray for them uh, so we can bless them in this life of freedom as they live free from this power of sin in their life. Everybody down for that? When they come over here, when they're making their way over here, you, if you're friends, family, life group, you can kind of come over this way too. That way there's less distance for you to travel when they come out of the water. And really, you don't have to stay in your seat this whole time at all, so you can move anywhere you want, uh, anytime you want. See if I covered everything. I think we did. <laughs> so let's do this. You guys excited? Awesome. And we're going to have our music playing because music is fun and it helps us worship Jesus. Uh, so many smiles in the room. That's right. It's right to be smiling about baptisms this morning. Okay, so if you're getting baptized and if you're going to be standing with somebody being baptized, you know who you are. Go ahead and line up over to the side of the room. You can kind of start like, you know, here-ish. Chris, you can. Awesome. Come on over. Come on over. Love it. Love it, love it. So fun. Isn't this fun already? Look at them. So good. So good. All right, so we're going to be kicked off by the one and only man of God, Chris Palmer. Hey, everybody. I've got a story to tell just real, real quick here. Um, all right, so when growing up, um, unfortunately, my life was mostly controlled by insecurity, violent anger, and pride. I was kicked out of school for failing conduct. I threatened to jump out of windows and out of moving cars. I ran away from home. My life was very restless and chaotic. My siblings who are here can testify to that. As I was about to begin high school, I encountered God at a summer camp called Kanakuk. I first saw him in my counselor's eyes. They were full of radiance and unexplainable joy that captivated me. Jesus showed me his love and forgiveness, and I became sure that I was made to know and to worship him. I fell more in love with Jesus than with anyone or anything else in my entire life. He stilled my restless heart, drew me near, and he gave me a new name. He called me son and adopted me as his own. He satisfied my desires with good things rather than destructive ones. I learned his heart toward me was so good and gracious and couldn't help but start sharing that news with other people around me. My old life was gone and I had been forever changed. I've continued walking with God for the last 16 years, yet I've never publicly celebrated my surrender and belonging to him by being baptized. I am his and he is mine 
and I will love, worship, and follow him all the days of my life. Thank you for Chris. Thank you for this good news of grace over his life. We thank you for a life of freedom. And we mark him in the Holy Spirit to live this freedom every day for the rest of his life. Lord, I pray that people would come to know you through his life, through his story of your love towards him. We bless him to be filled with the Holy Spirit. In Jesus' name, amen. Wife's turn. <laughs> I invited Jesus into my heart when I was eight, but as I grew, I wasn't giving him full control of it. I wasn't giving him access to my daily life, the everyday. And so life was good for a while. I grew up, I married an excellent man, I had a great career, I even got to travel the world. But even though it looked like I had it all, it was just becoming clearer and clearer that without God at the very center of my life, life was just empty and lonely and was becoming impossible. I reached a place of just deep darkness. I'd stepped away from my job and I just didn't even know who I was without a title or without a track record to point to. My marriage was in the hardest place it had ever been I was trapped in unhealthy addictions. I was totally isolated and totally hopeless. In the depths of depression, unable to change my life for the better by myself, I cried out to God for help in desperation. And he came. He began to teach me about who he is, that he's good and that he's not harsh to me, that he sees me knows me and he cares about every detail of my life, that he has good thoughts toward me, that he wants to live every single day with me as my friend. Since he's been teaching me, he has been changing me. He's healed me from my addictions. He's given me security, hope, and life. He's given me friends and placed me into a family. He's shown me my unshakable identity as his daughter and his amazing plans for my future. My life is his. I'm dead to sins and alive to Christ. And words can't describe how grateful I am just to be loved by him and united to him forever. So thank you, Jesus.
Natalie, have you decided to follow Jesus? Yes. Do you commit to follow him every day of your life? I do. Here we go. <laughs> I baptize you in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Go ahead and close. mother the nations, Lord, and that you would put a great call and, and destiny on her life, God, and we commit her to you and her family to you and her friends to you in the mighty name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. All right, Susan, come on up. going to allow God's word to speak um, part of my testimony, which is Lamentations chapter 3, verse 19 through 24. It says, I'll never forget the trouble, the utter lostness, the taste of ashes, the poison I've swallowed. I remember it all. Oh, well, I remember the feeling of hitting the bottom. But there's one other thing I remember. Remembering I keep a group on, I keep a grip on hope. God's loyal love cannot run out. His merciful love couldn't have dried up. They're created new every morning. How great is your faithfulness? I'm sticking with God. I'll say it over and over. It's all I've got left. And for me, um, I accepted Christ as a little girl, but it wasn't quite real enough for me. And I struggled and I struggled. And it was a hot mess. And I hurt people and they created damage and all kinds of stuff. But you know what I learned? I listened to a sermon that he did about grace over and over and over again. And I understood God's grace covered my sin. I did not have to bear the shame anymore. I was done with shame. That addiction did not need to run my life anymore. And I could be free by the power of God. And that's the freedom that I claim based on Christ's blood who died on that cross. And that I'm thankful for. And I want to identify with Christ in a new life. Susan, have you decided to follow Jesus? Yes. Do you commit to follow him every day for the rest of your life? Yes. Then I baptize you in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Father God, we thank you for Susan. We thank you for your mercy, your grace, your love. We thank you, Lord, that by the power of the Holy Spirit, she has rejected sin. She has claimed your Lord, that the Holy Spirit would instruct
strengthen her, would encourage her, would deliver her every day, Lord God, to live for you, to live in strength and victory, no more shame, no more crying. Lord, rejoicing. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. Mighty woman up next. I believe that God is real and I want to be healed from sin and from what I have done. Jesus has done amazing things in my life and I have had many troubles, but God has helped me through my adopted sister, Rabina, but she is not with us anymore. I also want to show all of you that I love God, so I want to be baptized and have a good life with Jesus. I am so excited. My family, my family, come on up friends. Have you received Jesus? Yes. Do you commit to following him every day for the rest of your life? Yes. And I baptize you in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. In the name of Jesus, you have broken the chains in her life of fear in Jesus' name. You have broken off the fear and the sin, and you're going to make this woman a mighty woman of God. In the name of Jesus, Holy Spirit, you fill her to overflowing. In Jesus' name, that she can stand against the enemy and say, I am his and his alone. In Jesus' name, amen. who is so close to my heart, challenged me instead of having a New Year's resolution, but to select a word for the year. And let's just say that last year, 2017, the Lord gave me the word bearing. And I thought, awesome, I'm gonna have my bearings about me. Nails done, car clean, closet color coordinated, awesome, all my bearings. And instead I bore Jovi Girl, who was up here a few moments ago, so that's awesome. And in this year, in 2018, the Lord gave me the word river. And I knew it meant to be a refresher of other souls and to be an encourager, and then also to work on like rolling with the flow here. And then I'm about to be washed in the river, right? So good, I just love it. Um, I was able to be raised in a wonderful home with two parents who loved the Lord. And I get to have my dad baptize me this morning, which means the world to me. to me. And um, in the last several years, the Lord's done a lot in my life. Um, I was very much controlled by anxiety and fear for the longest time. And the Lord said, uh-uh, not those strongholds, not on my daughter. And so he came in, he said in Romans 8, 15, I've not given you over to be slaves to fear, but I've given you a spirit of sonship. 
And that's exactly what he's given me, a spirit of sonship. And I just love it. We cry, Abba, Father. And also, he's let the Holy Spirit filter into my life. And I think it's no happenstance that here in my late 20s, I'm being baptized for the first time when I'm involved in communities and with people that I had no idea about years ago. It's for this time. And Antioch talks about preaching the gospel and about making others great. And that is exciting. And so I'm just elated to be a vessel for the Lord, to have his Holy Spirit pour through me and out. I'm a daughter of the King. I could not be more happy about this. Have you given your life to Jesus Christ? Yes. And are you committed to following and serving him every day for the rest of your life? I am. Molly, yes. Based on your statements of faith, I baptize you in the name of the Father and of the Son and the Holy Spirit. after the dirty messes of life. You don't shrink back in fear heartache when heartache faces you. Molly, you get in the grittiness and the mess of life because you know trials are made into testimonies. Molly, you fearlessly bring the captive back by your voice, God. I pray that you continue to use her and her generation to be a light in the love of the gospel. The banner over your life is overcomer, Molly, and you will be running the race marked out for you as you coach others and bring them along because you are an encourager. So like Deborah say, arise and go generation and follow me as I follow Jesus. Amen. All right, we got a couple left. If you're here this morning and you need to give your life to Jesus, it's a great day. If you're wondering what Jesus is all about, you're hearing all about him. We've got some buttons. Uh, my dad over here would love to talk to you more. If you're here and you've never been baptized and you're like, man, this is, this is ridiculous, I just need to do it. You're, we've got clothes, we've got extra towels. It usually happens that way. You're free to jump on into the party this morning as we continue going. Mr. Ben Crazy. So, God loves me, and I will been praying every night for good dreams, and um, He's been giving me good dreams, and He's been in my heart. I want to tell him that he. I invited him in my heart when I was five, and 
lasting forever. Okay, Ben, are you ready? Have you chosen to be on Jesus' team? Yes. Are you going to be in love with Jesus for your whole life? For him your whole life? Yes. All right. Based on what you've said, Ben, then I'm going to baptize you now in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Father, I thank you for my son, Ben. I thank you for your son, Ben, Lord. I pray that you would make him an imitator of you, Lord Jesus, that you would equip him with the full armor of God, that he would be ready for any attack that would come his way. He would know that your Holy Spirit resides inside him, and he is a man of power. He is a man of your word. Let him represent you, Lord. Clear his path. Take away any stumbling block that wants to put its way in front of him, Lord. Knock him out of the way right now in Jesus' name. By the power of Jesus Christ, I declare this is your son from this day and forever. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. Amen. Mr. Zach Johnston, ladies and gentlemen. Zach was the first person to give his life to Jesus at Antioch, Indianapolis. So yeah, my name's Zach. Um, I gotta start in the middle a little bit here, but I came home to Antioch the first time in October of 2016. And uh, I was brought to church for the first time by a really amazing young woman named Christina. She's not here today, she actually lives in Japan um, with her husband, but she just kept, I guess, nagging me. And she's like, I kept giving her all those excuses of, I'm not good enough, or you know, I can do this on my own. Everything that I'm sure every one of us has said at some point in our life. And uh, I'm not usually a crier, but I might do it today, so I apologize. But um, so, <laughs> so yeah, it was, and uh, we, you know, we went to another church and it just wasn't there. And then she came out of nowhere one day and is like, hey, I heard about this new church is opening up downtown. We have to go. And I was just like, okay. Um, and so I came and, you know, just heard Andrew speak the first time and I already had a feeling I already had a feeling I was gonna be there. And then I think it was January 8th of 2017, he called us to the front and um, I was just standing there and he's like, if you've never given your life to Jesus, you know, we've all heard that and raise your hand now. And I have no idea. I was just standing there with my eyes closed and next thing I know is Mark Frazee just comes out and attacking me. And he's like, do you know what you just did? <laughs> I had no idea. My hand was high in the air. So Mark and uh, Steve ended up praying for me that day. And I'll tell you right now, I've been on a roller coaster ever since. It's been a tough one, but a glorious one at the same time. <sighs> Jesus is great. He is amazing. He is never gonna leave our side because we have given our life to him today. And you know, I just encourage anybody who's here, if you haven't done that yet, it is amazing. God, God is amazing and he loves us. 
So, um, yeah, that's all I got to say. But God is good. Isaac, have you decided to follow Jesus? Yes, I have. And are you committed to following him the rest of your life? Yes, I will. All right, then I baptize you in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Lord, thank you so much for Zach Johnson. I thank you that you've seen him every day of his life, and I thank you for his story, Lord. Straight out of the Bible, you went and you found him. Until you found him, you chased him, Lord, and I thank you for changing his life. That I thank you that he's more full of the Spirit than he has any idea. I thank you that he's more anointed than he has any idea. I thank you that you love him more than he has any idea. And we just bless him to walk a life of discovery in the love of Jesus. Amen. Everybody welcome Eli to the front of the room. Love you, I get to speak for Eli, and the first thing I want to tell you is if you looked up courage in the dictionary, Eli's picture is next to that word. I can tell you without doubt that the journey to this spot has been harder for this young man than any of us in this room. He has been courageous, and you have stepped forward, and now I want to say a couple things to you. Eli, you had so many words spoken over you, and you stand up and you shake those words off because there is a truth over you, Eli. And it's, remember the word we talked about the other day? You said, what is revival? And we are talking about what it means to be taken down and then lifted back up and brought back to life. And you said, you mean like me with God. The word over your life, Eli, is revival. And your journey has been hard, and you have shaken off the words, and you have listened for your father. And Eli, I want you to know today, you have a father. You have always had a father. You will always have a father. And you have a family, Eli. And we stand with you. And when we were one of your toughest times, you started to sing the song. Jesus, Jesus, you make the darkness tremble. And I want to prophesy over you, you are a man that is going to make the darkness tremble. man. <laughs> have you decided to follow Jesus? Yes, I have. And are you committed to following the rest of your life? Yes. I baptize you in the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Yes. Yeah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus, for this mighty man. 
we agree with revival over his life in Jesus' name. Lord, I thank you that you're the God of resurrection, that nothing dies with you. It only gets new life. And we speak new life over Eli, new life over generations after him in Jesus' name. Lord, we thank you for a new word spoken over everything that's ever been spoken over him. Lord, we thank you for the grace of God over him. It's bigger than he knows. Lord, just like Zach, we bless him to live a life of discovery in the life and the love of Jesus. Eli, may be filled with the Holy Spirit. In Jesus' name, amen. 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 All right, why don't you guys all stand up. We're going to worship one more time. We're going to worship one more song together because this is worth celebrating. Amen. Now that we're closing the service, if you're like, oh shoot, I can't leave without doing this, there's still, you can do it during the song. You can leave. Don't leave if you need to give your life to Jesus. Don't leave before you get baptized if you need to. And let's all not leave before we worship one more time. Does that sound good? Lord, we love you. And we thank you for the good news of Jesus. Lord, we thank you that it's for all of us. Lord, we thank you that it's for every single one of us. We thank you that it's for our city, for our nation, and the nations of the earth. God, as we celebrate today and as we worship now, God, would you fill us with the Holy Spirit and send us with this good news to be carriers of the gospel to all of the spheres of influence that we have, God, and let this song ring out in our city. In the name of Jesus, amen. Come on, I want to see some hands clapping, some feet stomping. We're going to celebrate. Jesus.